Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another glorious GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody Coster, with me from the Chicago office, Mr. John Spainhauer. John, how are you doing on this glorious Tuesday? You know what, Cody? I'm doing so fine, and I just want to wish uh, all of our listeners out there a happy holiday season, and we hope that you'll uh, come back and listen to us in the new year. But uh, beyond that, I'm doing great, and, uh, you know, I would say I'm excited to talk about this GDT, but it's kind of a uh, kind of a meltdown here a little bit. So we'll we'll have to to wade carefully on this one. How about that? Absolutely, a little bit of a down session. Last one of the year, 2022. It is, and uh, I guess just looking at the main product categories, everything is down here. Also, just looking at the chart here, whole milk powder appears to be at its lowest price since January of last year. Um, that one was down 4.5% here today. Uh, moving over to the skim milk powder side, I think this is December of 2020. This is the lowest we've been at here on our skim milk price. Um, that skim milk price is going to come in at an equivalent of $1.34. The EU is currently right now, depending on uh, what day you want to look at the you know currency conversion, we'll say the EU is about $1.28. We settled today in the U.S. Uh, coming into the auction, and we were unchanged on the CME spot market after the auction at a dollar thirty-six. So this is a spot that the U.S. very rarely finds itself in. Here we are at a dollar thirty-six. This we are the highest price in the world. I don't expect us to hold that position for very long, but I do think it's worth pointing out. Moving over to the cheese side, cheese was down. 0.5%, so barely down. Uh, it had a late breaking rally on the auction, moved about 5% uh, in a very rapid pace. So that leaves the New Zealand cheese at a unchanged at about 218, whereas the EU is at 221, depending on which currency, of course. And the US here, we're going to settle today with barrels down eight cents and blocks uh, unchanged. Our average right now is $1.83, but we'll say that our block price, which is probably our more exportable product, is about $2 a pound. And then finally, moving over to butter, butter side, we were down 2.6%. And when we translate that to an 80% fat uh, in dollars per pound, that's going to come in about $2.04. Um, and then we compare that to the EU. They're about $2.40. The U.S. price here in just the last two days alone has shaved $0.25 cents off its of its price. And we're at 260. So even moving down to 260, we are now still the highest price in the world on butter. But overall, this was a uh, not positive auction. The aggregate settled at about 3.8% lower. Cody, you and I were talking before we started. You know, our pattern has been to have three or four down auctions, then two up auctions. Then we had three down auctions and two up auctions, and here we are again into the down auction. I know that's just kind of a funny rundown here, but the pattern does seem to be, uh, you know, a, get, getting a little bit of a short covering rally or a little bit of a bump, and then proceed to move lower. So hopefully, um, that maybe we see a little bit of a different pattern here. But right now, uh, we're we're kind of digging into new recent lows here on all these prices. 
I guess we have to go into the new year to see if, uh, you know, the old adage, the trend is our friend, if that continues to be true to itself. Uh, Johnny, I think, you know, the big question I'm going to ask that a lot of people have kind of been hitting on this week is, you know, we've been reading China's been lifting some of their COVID restrictions, maybe closing down some of their uh, COVID protocols, letting the people out um, of these restrictions. So, you know, should have, could have, would have been on the GDT auction this morning, but it doesn't look like that actually happened uh, to round out the year here. Can you hit on that a little bit for the, the listeners at home? Yeah, you bet. Let me begin by saying uh, just, you know, our hearts go out to the people of China and just just really great to see, you know, them making that uh, conversion and, and seeing the, the, you know, a whole country uh, come back to life here, if you will, in terms of economic activity and getting to be out of the house. But so far, it, it, it seems to be more of an opportunity to do that. From articles that we've read here, there really hasn't been much change in the actual behavior. Um, and and that, that can be for a number of different reasons. But I would say the number one is people are still afraid of getting sick with or without the rules in place. Um, but I will say this is one big step towards China reentering the world economy. And I guess they never left, but we'll say reentering in a, in a manner and at a scale that they haven't been in for quite a long time. So really excited to see that. However, talk to anybody that deals directly into China, tell them that this is big news and they'll say, yeah, I hope it is. But so far it hasn't translated into a change in consumer behavior. They, they really haven't seen buyers change their pattern. They're still generally, we'd say China is missing from the 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 trade here. If we look at today's auction specifically, China's behavior was up 6% year over year. Certainly a good sign. But when we look at year to date, so this will be the last auction of the year, put all of that together and say Chinese buying was is down 19% year over year when it comes to buying off of the GDT. And I think that really says, uh, you know, we've mentioned this before and that number kind of moves around, but that really says something here in, in terms of there's a gigantic hole in terms of the demand that was there last year and, and what's here this year. And I think that makes such a difference. And I think maybe something that might, you know, we really have to speak to as well is so we can say Chinese demand isn't quite there on this auction, at least Southeast Asian demand was really down. So now we have two of our, our the big engines of demand for New Zealand. Simply, you know, it's not that they weren't there. They just weren't there in full force. And do you think that's more because we're rounding out the end of the year, more folks may be going on holiday or they have everything kind of bought and maybe for quarter one that they need to so far. And they'll, they're going to kind of wait to see what coming into the new year will look like. And in, in, in terms of Southeast Asia, I would say that's probably very much the case. Um, if you remember, we've all been a bit on pins and needles waiting for China to come back in and assuming that they would be here. Other countries uh, you know, that compete with China for that product probably got out in front of things and did their buying early. And now they don't have a whole lot of buying to do. They've been pretty lax here over the course of the last few months, almost as if they got their buying done. And you know, we were all expecting now China to step back in and pick up the slack. And they really haven't. So when it relates to China as to why they weren't here, I, I think, again, it's going to come down to, you know, you've got you're just not seeing these this uh, 
deregulation, if you will, related to COVID translate into a resurgence of demand. And that's not just for dairy. That seems to be for everything. We do expect, or at least I expect that to change. I would imagine everybody does. The further we get along down the road and, you know, get everybody used, you know, just the same way that the reopening was here, it'll be a little bit different, obviously. But, I, you know, it'll take a little bit. But once it gets going, it will get going. But right now, it just hasn't. So from this auction itself, John, kind of rounding out the, rounding out the last of the year that we have mentioned is there anything besides uh, the Chinese government not being here, buying in full force that really stuck out to you on this global dairy trade? Well, I won't say it's necessarily the global dairy trade that sticks out, but I will say that on the overall milk production front, this year is a different story than last. If you remember last year, uh, we were in a situation where it was less milk, less milk, less milk. We could point to the U.S., we can point to the EU, we can point to New Zealand and say milk production is moving backwards and we were losing milk. And, you know, that was part of what resulted in such high prices. And and again, fast forward to today and the U.S., we got our milk production report. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cody, but I think it was 1.3% higher on the U.S. That is correct. That's not going gangbusters by any means, but it's still... To your use your line from earlier, your tr- the trend is your friend. We're in a growing phase right now. We're certainly not going backwards. New Zealand milk production is not really improving that much. We, you know, people keep throwing around the uh, phrase of peak milk production. I got it. Uh, maybe that's the case. But I think the most important part, as we touched on last week, and after our uh, podcast, somebody reached out and reminded me just the sheer size and scale of Europe as it compares to both the U.S. and specifically New Zealand. The European milk shed is huge. Um, It it, it just overshadows anything that, you know, in reality, a movement in the, and Europe overshadows anything that generally happens in New Zealand. I shouldn't say anything, but it's just much more powerful. Right now, several countries in the EU are growing and they're growing at a very fast pace. France is going to be the the trailer here. They're actually in a negative position. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, uh, but get over to Germany and tone back just a little bit this week. But last week on a year over year basis, Germany was up 3.9%. You've got the UK up significantly. You've got Ireland up significantly. Uh, Holland, I, I believe, is growing significantly as well. So the, those main engines of European milk production are, are in a positive territory and growing, whereas uh, you do have the French, um, again, in a little bit of a standstill here. But the point I'm trying to make is milk production on a global scale is moving higher at a time when, as of right now, demand at least isn't getting higher. And in fact, we've got the Chinese demand moving backwards here. The result of that is lower prices. And I guess what I would like to prepare people for on this GDT is um, I, I think we're probably going to see more, or excuse me, I think we're going to see prices move lower as we move uh, into Q1 here. Um, there's just nothing right now that tells me that this is going to stop. Maybe the behavior changes a little bit and, and China does step back in, but uh, I think that's more becoming more of a Q2 issue. And I, I think that keeps the pressure on things. What I do want to remind people, though, is 
that we are still dealing in a um, environment of high milk production costs. So why milk production is growing right now, and I can envision it still growing here for the next you know, couple weeks to a couple months, if our milk prices move too much lower or significantly lower, that can certainly start to cut off that milk supply and put us back in an environment where milk production is decreasing. All of those things can certainly happen. I actually expect them to happen. That's the course of that commodities take, right? Timing is going to be everything. But what I, I do want to say is right here, right now, demand isn't what it needs to be uh, in order to absorb the growth in milk production or even the milk production that we have, much less the, the increase in milk production we might get. So I think for right now, we're in kind of a, a, a prices moving lower environment as we move into the new year here. I would agree with you on that, John. And as we have all been taught and we've known for many years, the market is not there to give anybody a break even in their business. And at these prices looking forward, that is uh, kind of the color that we're getting for producers here in the States of, of these $18 handle class three numbers are just not at that break even point with uh, proteins and corn uh, where they are on the board and being the deliverable contracts and everything like that. So I, I would agree with you. It seems like a little bit of a slide is in our future here. Not to confuse two different production uh, of uh, productions of Everag, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, you're the host of another program called Tech Talk. Is that correct? That is correct. And I believe that uh, episode just aired this afternoon. So go take a look at Tech Talk where Andy and I actually kind of hit on a little bit of class three here in the upcoming months. I believe the phrase is it just dropped uh, this afternoon. And uh, that would be correct. If I saw, if I remember from the preview, I think some of your technical analysis was also suggesting that we're in an environment of moving lower. Is that correct? It is. And, you know, kind of we looked at February uh, and a little bit of March, but these are some numbers that we're hitting on class three now that we haven't seen since essentially December of 2021. So going back a full year. These are the numbers that we kind of crept into 2022 with. And here we are right back down in the $18 handle where we were. Understood. Well, Cody, I enjoyed being here today. You know, we got to call it as we see it here when we look at these prices. And right now, again, we're down another 3.8%. And, uh, you know, my, my gut tells me we've got a little bit more downside in front of us here. Yeah. Well, John, I appreciate you taking time out of your, your Tuesdays every other week to do the, the Global Dairy Trade Podcast. I know a lot of folks listen. Um, I've had a few call-ins saying they want us to keep doing them and have uh, John give his infinite wisdom on this. So we appreciate you being here. And this is going to be our last GDT until 2023. I think we come back to everybody the first week of January, if, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And to everybody, to everybody out there, I hope, again, I hope you have a, uh, a wonderful holiday. I know Cody and I certainly enjoy being here with you, and uh, we hope to hear from you in the new year. Absolutely. With that, folks... Have a great holiday, a fantastic new year. We'll see you in 2023.